Hi, I'm Michelle Compulsive Overeater. And man, it's great to see here, be here. I see lots of familiar, well, maybe maybe 50% familiar faces. One guy even from my meeting in Sacramento. So um, that's cool. Um, yeah, okay. I have a topic in mind, but I'm gonna we'll save till the end because sometimes I don't talk about the topic. Um, so uh, breathe deep, let go of fear, let go of ego. Those are the notes I wrote down. Um, so I have been coming to Overeaters Anonymous for 20, I just counted, 24 years and eight months. Um, and I don't even wanna say almost 25 because you, know, you don't wanna jinx it. And uh, it is really, really one day at a time, even after over 24 years. And I have been maintaining a weight that's at least 55 pounds less than my top weight. I never, I didn't weigh at my top weight. Um, so I don't even exactly know. Um, and then I'm weigh at least 10 pounds more than my bottom weight. Um, because I also, I wasn't anorexic, but would, would just go crazy, went crazy on a diet one time. Yeah, that was one time uh, and it lasted uh, five minutes. Um, and that's that's the kind of balance I have now in my life, just represented by the weight. Um, and that's and I was a huge yo-yo dieter. So compulsive overeater, what was it like? Um, and this this will be more related to the topic. I was a super 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 shy kid, just like super shy. I uh, grew up in one of those houses. Uh, you know, things weren't perfect in the fifties. Um, there was a lot of criticism and yelling from my mom, blah, blah, blah. And um, she, uh, my parents were compulsive overeaters too. Well, at least they they had a lot of, received a lot of joy from eating uh, a lot of food. And um, it's it spread on, spread on to a, me, probably genetically and uh, environmentally, and that that I have always loved lots of food especially sweet food. And so I did things like, um, you know, it's still can't steal money from my parents to buy candy. And uh, my mom, she's a stay at home mom in the fifties, of course, but then uh, went to work when I was in the sixth grade and my little brother and I would go to the store and buy, eat a package of cookies or we'd bake cookies and eat the whole thing. He's not a compulsive overeater to this day. So I, I don't really get that. Um, I don't understand those people who don't, constantly want to eat. Um, I started my first diet when I was um, probably 13. It was the half a cheese sandwich for lunch diet. Um, and that, and it turned into like every other day because I'd like have the half a cheese sandwich for lunch. And then the next day I'd go into the cafeteria and have the hostess pies instead. Um, I did not, as a kid, I really, I I never quite fit in, mostly because I was so shy and had just such, such a low feeling about myself. I was super, I love, love, love sports, but it wasn't something girls did then. Um, and I gave it all up when I, the sports up when I was like 13, because just girls didn't do it. And from then on, like high school, I was, I never dated or went to a prom. Um, I was overweight, but not not huge. Uh, even though my older brother sat me down to tell me one time I was overweight and my friends did, but you know, I uh, was about 20 pounds more than I weigh right now. 
Um, and um, so I had like a huge uh, self-esteem problems and feeling of un unworthiness, like I didn't belong anywhere. So go off to college, I gained the uh, freshman 50. Um, that's an exaggeration, but it wasn't 15 either. You know, it's probably 20. And I um, met, I had, uh, after that first year, I met, met my boyfriend working at Jack in the Box of all places, of course. And he was also a compulsive eater. And um, so we took, we ended up getting married and having kids, of course, very first boyfriend and um, took care of each other, really, just sort of really, that was the best we could do the best you know, we really took care of each other. And um, sort of the, through high school, definitely in college, definitely in law school and a, as a lawyer, I was constantly trying to prove I was okay. And as a result, I was a work, crazy workaholic and, um, and still never felt I was okay. And um, crazy perfectionist and, um, and just ate my way through it, ate my way through all of the uncomfortable feelings that I experienced. The I think I generally, I know, I generally have some severe anxiety issues and and uh, and severe fear issues and, and things like that. But yeah, I've been diagnosed with the anxiety issues. And I, um, food was my comfort. Uh, when I was in law school, I remember telling him, I think he was the, a boyfriend at the time, not, he was a boyfriend at the time in law school, not a husband yet. And telling him my only friends were popcorn, Frank, Frank the cat. And uh, I think wine was in there. I wasn't a big drinker, but I think it was Frank, popcorn and wine were my only friends. That's five minutes. Okay, cool. That's good. That's kind of what I wanted to do was get to that point. So kind of binged my way through things. We had two kids <laughs> together when I was in my 30s and um, again, did the best we could. I thought I, I was still a crazy workaholic and thought um, and could justify it by the fact that I, um, I thought I was such a crappy mother and they were better off without me. Of course, they weren't, weren't okay with their dad either. Uh, so that was not a good choice. Um, start. I did lots and lots and lots of diets, you know, especially the pay, the pay away that actually does teach you how to eat. But if, if teaching me how to eat would have done it, I would have been, I would have, you know, been a healthy weight for a long time. Um, so came into OA, uh, a marriage counselor got my husband into OA because he was more visibly obese and said, you go husband, you go to OA, Michelle you go to anger management because that's the only way I could deal with, deal with my feelings was by exploding them because I'd, I'd bury them and bury them and then just explode out. And so um, she, and I wasn't as visibly overweight. I think I was at that point where I, I went on the pay and weigh one last time and I got to my goal weight of like right at the bottom of the, looked looked down at myself in the bathtub and I said you're still fat and then ended up starting going back up and on my way up so my husband was going to over anonymous he didn't he didn't want to he hated it it was OA how or he's calling someone every day and um it was mostly just to kind of stay married to me and then he um I saw it working for him and then so I went 
I'd been there one time before, but thought it was weird. So I went and then um, he left away. He hated it. And he especially hated it once I started going because I, I walked into this Tuesday noon meeting in Sacramento. It was in a terrible place. It just the, the room, it was this old worn out office building full of nonprofits. So nobody could afford to fix it up. Now it's a very fancy hotel in Sacramento, probably the, one of the fanciest. And um, there was, there really was paint peeling off the wall, no windows. And I go there Tuesday noon in the middle of my create my over workaholic work day. And I felt so at home. I love that room. And um, I didn't even really notice that it was crappy until someone mentioned it uh, a year or two later. I didn't even notice. I just felt so at home. I went back to my office that day after after there after work, and I thought, mm, that seems like a pretty good thing. And then I um, thought, yeah, but I can't do that. I can't. I don't have time. I work through lunch or I go running at lunch. I was going through a little bit of crazy exercise and actually a lot of crazy exercise. And that's how I got to that weight that was 10 pounds less than I weigh right now, where I was exercising three times a day, including lunch and had two little kids, seven and nine. So um, I thought, ah, I just don't have time to do that. And then I was, I pulled out that 12 questions or something. Are you a compulsive overeater? You know, it's like, check, check, check. And I think the la very last one I think is something like, do you use exercise to lose, you know, do you over exercise to lose weight? And I go, Oh, you know, this thing about exercising three times a day. Um, so that just hit me. And so I went back and I did, I'm a, I'm a rule follower. I'm so fearful. I always follow all the rules. And so I got a sponsor right away, which is a really, sometimes your motive is off being a crazy rule follower, but sometimes the right thing happens. And I started working the steps. And as a result of working these steps, I um, was able to find Michelle deep down underneath all that fear, all that trying to cover up with food, cover up with working, cover up with exercising. Um, I was able to get close to people, but my sponsor for the very first time, I mean, that was crazy. The first time I did a fist step with that the sponsor I had at the time, I couldn't believe someone would sit there and listen to me. And like I like not like look at her watch or anything like that. I couldn't believe it. Now that I've done it, of course I can believe it. It's an incredible gift to listen to someone's fifth step. And um and as a result of working these steps, I've been able to stay abstinent through a lot of stuff that happens in 24 years. I got a divorce from the from the boyfriend I met when I was 19. Um, and he, uh, he had, we had, he had run, I had allowed, I had allowed it by burying my head in the sand. He'd run us into about tens of thousands of dollars of debt. And I wasn't taking care of our money. I was a workaholic, even though I was handling people's lawsuits and stuff that were mil worth millions, but I wasn't keeping an eye on our money. Um, and, you know, we just, it just, Somehow I got the courage to say, not somehow, it was the steps. Um, I got the courage to say, this isn't working. And we separated. And then, so I had our girls half the time and I became a good mom. I became a really good mom. Um, and that was their teenage years of all things. Um, and I could really know, I could 
I could do it, that I could could be there for them while they're going through all these awful things that teenage girls then went. Now it's, of course, it gets worse as we get, move along. But, you know, my daughter cutting herself. And I remember I bought, I, one of the hardest things staying absent to was buying my own house, which was, so I get, I do all these things. I couldn't do any of this alone, none. I couldn't do any of it without the steps. Um, and then within the last few years, I've lost my mother and father and took care of my mom for a year after my dad died. And it's just, I owe, I owe my entire life to the steps. Um, I, I don't know what my timing is, but I still have, um, I still have fear, anxiety, shyness. Um, I don't like speaking in the evening, especially Fridays. And, um, but I, I know I have to, in fact, I've got to make sure my husband doesn't hear, you know, I mean, now I remarried, uh, 13 years ago to someone who's not a compulsive overeater, does not get why I spend so much time working this program. And he said, couldn't you have said no to speaking? And I said, nope, my abstinence comes first, you know? It just comes first. Um, and so um, what I was thinking of sharing, what I what I kind of want for topic, and I'm, it's, for, it's in today's for today. And I'll just kind of talk about what's been going on. This week, it seems like what's really kind of come to, to the tip of my brain is. Um, you've, you've got two more minutes. Okay, is working through feelings, uncomfortable feelings. And um, it's come up in a, numerous conversations, of course. And I, um, so um, I was talking to a woman, in, you know, work, and so I was working with other people. One woman was really going through a real mental health crisis. And I said, you know, there's a reason we ate. She's abstinent and now going through a mental health crisis, duh. And I said, you know, there's a reason we ate you know, and now we have to work through the uncomfortable feelings. And I, and so, um, and then today, um, someone was telling, was talking about the same kind of thing. And she's talking about the four today. And I just said, eventually you get to the point where your desire to bear, to eat over your feelings and your desire to, um, to not eat compulsively, which is not what I was thinking of. But anyway, to, I was trying to think of the third tradition. But anyway, the word, you know, I'm getting old now. The dementia is kicking in. But anyway, you, I desire abstinence more than I desire feeding my feelings and giving myself comfort. And then the third thing was I was at, um, I was at the Thursday, my Thursday noon meeting. And I, I was walking in there with a lot of feelings. Two things had happened. One, I'd given up this volunteer job where I was, just loved it, and, but had to give it up. And then uh, another thing with, uh, with someone I was working with in a way. And I left with just these huge uncomfortable feelings. And I just thought, I am so grateful for that Thursday noon meeting. I am so grateful that I'm surrounded by other compulsive eaters working through whatever it is that's bugging them at, at the moment. And I, it's, the, it's the place where I feel comforted comfort is in those meetings. So I'm going to read from four today. 
Um, and that'll be the topic, whatever, you, whatever you're hearing for today. So uh, May 26th, the lust for comfort, the stealthy thing that enters, that stealthy thing that enters the house, a guest, then becomes a host and then a master. Comfort was my middle name until its obsessive pursuit turned it against me. Face to face with my distorted ideas, I decided to give up the immediate comfort of over eating for the long range comfort of feeling good about myself. I do not have to be a slave to anything. It's possible to find my security and comfort within. Aware of the temptation to, in, to escape into the elusive comfort of my old habits, I use everything in this pro, everything this program gives me to stay in reality. The re rewards of allowing myself to feel all my feelings, the uncomfortable as well as the comfortable, far surpass what I once thought of as comfort. For today, the brief moments of comfort I got from eating unnecessary food made my life miserable always shows me a way to be comfortable within myself. So that's the topic. It's sort of like feeling the feelings, feeling the uncomfortable feelings, eating over the uncomfortable feelings, not eating over the uncomfortable feelings, something about uncomfortable feelings.